Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud Dave. What's going on? It's the start of the spooky season, Dave. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy you said that because Sheila and I ha- ha- seem to have differing opinions on when spooky season starts. We- we've and talked about it on the show before, how listen, we feel September is really the start well, of, of the Halloween season. That, yes, September, mid-September, personally for me, is the start yeah. of it. Lots of people jump right into it. To be the first day of September. Um, yeah. I personally think it's the middle of September. So I'm sticking Listen, with it. What is it? Different strokes for different folks. Sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. For me, it's it's September, October at this point because now you're seeing everything. You know, we, we've talked Everything's about Everything's out. Yeah, we've talked about the debate on the podcast before. So I find it interesting when you get different people's perspective of when it starts i feel like every year i hear something different about like when people are starting to celebrate halloween you know you see that meme where someone puts like the same actor but it's like them in as like a normal role and them as like in like a spooky role and it's like august 31st september 1st and like they're like you've seen that meme right Yeah, Yeah. yeah so i'm like i feel like most people that love halloween tend to uh tend to call September the start of the Halloween season. And with, with that being said, and since it is the start of the Halloween season, we're going to do something that we do every year, and that's the Halloween mixtape, the Haunted Hangover yep. Halloween mixtape for 2022. One of our more, more popular episodes of this the podcast. This is the third one. Yes, it is the third one. And uh, since... You know, we haven't done this in a while. We haven't exactly explained what exactly the Halloween, the Haunted Hangover Halloween mixtape is. So if you're a new listener, here's a little breakdown. Dave and I create a Halloween mixtape playlist is basically what it is, Yeah. Uh, which is a, 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 a combination of songs that we think belong on a Halloween playlist and we it's a little unorthodox. We do we do pick some stuff that's a little out out there. It's not I guess a traditional Halloween song. We don't really pick stuff that's it can it, it it'll fall into the realm of kind of spooky or something or there's something about it that yeah. reminds us of Halloween and the ambiance of Halloween and just something you could listen to during October. Or September, if you're starting early, like like most people are, you can start now listening to the uh, the the Haunted Hangover Halloween mixtape. Um, we always release the uh, playlist separately through Spotify, so hopefully you have Spotify, you can listen to it that way. And for the third time, I kind of start the show creating a scenario. Now, in the past, it's been kind of, <laughs> I, I guess, in rooted in realism something that can actually happen like i think one year we said we were hanging out in a graveyard another year we were going to a halloween party and this playlist is what you would listen to either at or right. on your way to doing these whatever stories. activities you were doing to yeah. yes and dave usually usually you do this you try because i always like to surprise you with what the scenario is i don't ever tell you what exactly the scenario is. And you usually have little scenarios for your songs and we try to fit them in. But this year might be a little tricky. Every <laughs> single song is a scenario for me, basically. So, <laughs> Yeah, and, th- and that's perfectly fine. But I-, I just like to set kind of the tone, set the mood. Sure, for, for, makes sense. For what in my mind, at least, or what I picture, where this mixtape would be played. You know, it's always a Halloween situation. Now, unlike... The previous two years, Dave, you, we usually use a picture, one of your your, your pictures that you took mm-hmm. as the cover art for the actual playlist. And I usually share it on social media um, so everyone can see it. Good stuff. Now, this year, for the first time, the picture, you, you, you sent it to me so I could take a look at it. And I actually created a scenario based on this picture. And you have no idea I what, like this it. Little, what this little story is. So after I, I break down, it's a little paragraph here. 
after I break down the, uh, the scenario of what's leading to us listening to this mixtape, uh, I, I, w- I would love really briefly your thoughts on my little scenario. Sure. And, if, and if your picture, if, if my story adds to the lore of your picture. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So like your picture inspired me and I want to see like, oh, okay. I like, I'd be happy I like to. what you did there. Yes, or you hate absolutely. what I did with it. Maybe you don't, maybe you don't like, maybe you won't like what I did with it. Hey, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. All right, so here's my here's my my little uh, spooky story, I guess, for our my little hey. spooky scenario for the uh, haunted hangover Halloween mixtape 2022. You and I have been invited to a Halloween party by a okay. friend of ours, an unnamed friend. So we're we're not we're not naming anyone specific here. It's an unnamed friend of ours. Okay, maybe this is not out of the question already. Go ahead. Yes, maybe they're an acquaintance, an associate, yep. someone we haven't known very long. Sure. And they rented an abandoned loft apartment. Okay. Okay, so picture kind of, you know, a Brooklyn. I'm starting to, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm getting there. A, a, a Brooklyn, you know, if you live in Brooklyn or you're, you're familiar with Brooklyn loft apartments, uh, you know, they're kind of empty, big space. It's almost like a big room. Or a big center room and maybe some smaller rooms. Uh, A single jack-o'-lantern sits in the main living room party area where the main party is happening in a corner. And its gleaming smile flashes orange lights on the floor. In the story, this loft is two floors. So there is a staircase where you can go upstairs. And it's completely empty with a lot of dark corners. So basically, you're in this big room, and anytime you look around, there's certain corners of this loft apartment that you you can't see anything. It's complete darkness. Now, the only lights illuminating areas in this empty loft apartment are purple lights. So it's still fairly dark, because you know how it is when you light stuff purple, only purple. It's not, Yeah. you can't really see that much. Yeah. Right. So you and I wander off to look around, you know, people are listening to the to the mixtape, hanging out, jamming to the jamming to the mixtape on a boombox, of course, because that's a must. The only way (laughs) it's it's a must in these situations. And we find several doors and start opening them. And each room is empty. Eventually, we stumble on one room that's fully dressed with a candelabra black roses curtains kind of velvety curtains and blue sheets this is your picture dave uh we head back to our friends and again they're listening to the mixtape one of the songs we're about to talk about they're kind of dancing a little bit they're kind of hanging out you know this one's this one's drinking a beer this one's drinking a ginger ale this one's smoking a little doobie this one's just hanging out i don't know what everyone's chilling listening to the music and we start to tell them about this strange room. So a couple of our friends agree to follow us and head back towards this room that we discovered. When we open the door, the room is now empty. Okay. So we're like, listen, we're we're bugging. We're what what the fuck? What's going on? Yo, that was there. Yo, that was there a second ago. This this room was fully decked out. And we're a little confused, you know, because we're like, wait a second, maybe we went to the wrong room, you know? And our friends, they think it's a joke. They think it's a Halloween prank. We're like, look guys, we're not playing a Halloween prank. We really went and saw this fucking weird room. Now, from a distance, something or someone watches us, breathing breathing slowly as the music blares from across the hall from the boombox. Now, what did you think of my scenario that I created with your picture? I like it. And what is that picture of? Okay. So, A, I do like it. I could picture it. If I could picture it, I usually it's I, I usually like it. So I okay. can picture that. Okay. Um so that photo was taken at a pop-up wax museum of sorts that was okay. over on i think you did you do a review of it the one that was over by me 
that uh, in the in the yes, industrial area the, uh, the monster the long island whatever monster that gallery. was yes right long island monster gallery there you go yes. i actually think it's coming back this year um okay. so that was in one of the rooms and what that is and just the way i framed it so you can kind of not tell what it is it's a casket there you go perfect so it does fall into the realm of horror and i decided to you know embellish what that I photo like would be in my mind i i yeah. went to that place fully reviewed it and i don't remember seeing that at all so maybe they set it up after my initial <laughs> review who I don't the fuck know. knows but yeah let, let's jump into the halloween mixtape for 2022 and you know what i'll go first So my first pick is the song, I'm probably going to butcher this, Evolian God Form, Evolian God Form by Roz Dilliams. Now, okay. this is a single that came out earlier this year. So it's 2022, brand new, brand new single, sort of, few months, few months old. Now... I'll be perfectly honest. I'm not a huge fan of Roz Dilliams. I'm not. I wouldn't call myself a, a, a big Roz Dilliams fan. I don't listen to a lot of his stuff. I don't even think that's how you. I, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his last name, Dilliams. It's. I don't know. I've heard of him. I've heard of him before. I've never really listened to him though. Yeah, I've, I've never been a big, big, huge fan. He does have some, some, some decent stuff, but when I listen to this track. I was feeling it. I was like, wow, this is a pretty good, pretty good song. Well produced. The beat's good. And that's kind of the main thing with this song is the actual kind of atmosphere it has. Now, to me, the kind of the main takeaway I get from it, it's got a lot of underlying sinisterness. You know, the production's tight. Absolutely. The beat, the beat almost sounds like it's plucked out of a haunted attraction. Almost yeah, like that. almost like an evil carnival or church. Like it's yeah. kind of got that uh, that feel to it. Where if you remove the lyrics and just let the music play, and there's some in the, it's kind of like it's got like this droning beat that's kind of piercing, eerie, and then this kind of melody plays out while he's and then obviously there's a drum beat while he's rapping. Um, right. But that actual kind of melody sounds very much like something I feel like you'd hear at a haunted attraction, a haunted house, a haunted hayride, easily. Almost to the point that I wanted to hear the instrumental version of this song, but it does not exist. I looked right. for the instrumental version, can't find it, it's not a thing. Now the song itself, uh, I can't quite pinpoint what the subject matter is. But it's obviously about religion, and I kind of take it as creating a new god. I guess you can spin it that way, like creating a new god and getting rid of the old gods. I know I'm getting religious here on the Haunted Hangover podcast for my first Damn, pick. Damn, boy. Um, like the devil is mentioned. Uh, there's one line I like that's called, uh, death is a sim symptom of disease. That's literally a line he says, death is a sy symptom of disease, forging a new god. Some evil shit. Like, there's obviously some, like... This sounds like a, a, a cult. Speaking of cults, because I just talked about the cult room in my, my, little, uh -huh. my little story. Th this is the type of track, maybe the beat mostly, that would just be on a loop in a room like that. Like an unsettling, you know something bad I can is going to happen. You know? And I just think it's a good song. It's honestly, funny enough, it's a newer, a newer track from, from Roz Dilliams. But I, honestly, it's probably one of the few I like from him. It's not, I guess, what you would call a, a traditional. There's nothing about it that, that I guess, in, in lyrics or his rhymes is about Halloween to a T. But it definitely is a Jace. It's a Jace and can totally, I, I feel, be played at a Halloween party or while you're driving to a haunted house. You know what I mean? Like, it, you can feel the vibes with it. It's a very vibey song. And I definitely think it belongs on a Halloween mixtape.
my first pick is from I don't know how to describe this band. I guess post punk slash indie adjacent whatever is how you as how you could categorize them. They're a band called Underpass. Uh, the song is called Eternal Now, and it's off the EP Assimilation, which came out in 2014. I remember my buddy Nikos uh, hit me onto this song, and this song has made playlists for me for you know since I've heard it. Yeah, and I don't know, it's just kind of a perfect entrance to a Halloween evening. You know, think about it, it's five six o'clock, the sun's starting to set. You and your friends are ready for whatever this Halloween brings you, fun or frightening. You have your buds with you, and nothing could stop you from a Halloween to remember. That's just kind of what I get from it. To me, this is just kind of like the start of like what's happening tonight. I can't wait for this Halloween. Um, I can see that with that track. Yeah. I can see it. It's funny, too. I, I purposely this year didn't pick any post-punk songs because I knew you'd pick at least two. <laughs> so, right, which I did. I know. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pick any post-punk songs simply because I know you usually do. And even one or two of mine might fall a little bit into that realm, but not to a T. And I knew you'd pick some. So I was like, you know what? This year I'm going to not I'm not going to pick any post-punk okay. songs. But I, I can agree. I can agree with you. It's a it's a it's a good song. It's a it's a great song. And honestly, dude, and I'm sure we've said it in the past, most punk post-punk can can, can yeah. fit on a Halloween playlist. Very <laughs> few post-punk songs don't work on a play. I can't think of a post-punk song that doesn't work on a Halloween playlist. Yeah. It's, so. it's not. It's not. It's not common that one's not going to work. Most of them will. Yeah, for sure. Unless yeah. it's like "Love Will Tear Us Apart Again," maybe like that's like no, no, the no, most no, generic it's... Joy Division song. Don't want that on a ho- don't want that on a Halloween playlist. That doesn't work. I mean, it's listen, fine. you could put it on one. I'm not I'm not judging you, but yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not judging so, either. But so, so that's that's my one. that's the first song that I chose for this playlist. Um, why don't you hit us with your second one? That's a very short description. Trust me, my other ones a lot longer. <laughs> So my second pick is the song Parallel by the Hex Dispensers, and it's from their 2015 album, Three. That's the name of the album. I want to describe the cover really quick to this because it's fucking awesome. To me, it is at least. Um, It's black and red with three hooded skeletons on the cover. And like the Hex Dispensers, the title of the album, the title of the band is kind of misfits- Fonty and like yeah. you know, horror cent- horror centric font. Uh, so even just by looking at this cover, if you just take a glance at it, you'd be like, okay, I could see this. Just not even listening to it yet. Why Louis would pick this for a Halloween mixtape playlist? Now, yeah, the song has got sort of a Ramones feel to it. I'd yeah. say. Um, which themselves, like the Ramones as a band, have several bangers that are on most Halloween playlists. You know, uh, they've got Leather, is it Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think is the song, and Pet Cemetery and Poison Heart. They've got a lot Pet of. Pet Cemetery is definitely the one always. that everybody puts on. Yeah. That's kind of the more, that's kind of the more, that's kind of the more basic bitch of Halloween songs. Sorry, it's a great song. <laughs> it is. I love it. But it is like kind of, you always hear it on every kind of ge- generic or general Halloween playlist. I do like it. I actually am a big fan of Poison Heart too, which is from Pet Cemetery 2. But I don't want to get too much into that because maybe we'll pick that in the future. So Who knows? <laughs> in the future, it's, a, it's a great song. Um, but the biggest thing for me, this is a great song. Parallel from Hex Dispensers. Great song catchy song it's got a bop to it um the biggest thing to me and i'm a big lyrics guy if you've listened to these episodes before i tend to read the lyrics of the songs and usually something in the the lyrics are what kind of bring me to placing this in a halloween mixtape so the song from what i could tell because i couldn't find lyrics so this is going by my ear is about a person barely escaping death 
and how they just brushed it off. Kind of, I, I picture almost a Final Destination type situation. Like when you listen to the songs, really listen to the lyrics and you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, I wrote down some of the lyrics because I like how they, they use certain words. O- almost like, I guess that's where the title Parallel comes from. Because like, okay, you didn't die, but this is another situation where you could have been, like you could have been killed or murdered or something fatal could have happened to you. So one of the lyrics is, I should have died today. Just one inch to the left, that cold embrace of death. Another me whose mother cried, another me who died. Really like kind of like almost depressing undertones, but I I love it. And it, it, it honestly, this is the type of song where, you know, you never know. Maybe this could happen in the future. I was making a horror film and I tend to like using music in, in my stuff. I could totally, they try to license. These guys aren't yeah. a huge band, maybe reaching out to them because I feel like this is perfect for a horror film. I'm pretty sure they're still active. Oh, I think they are. I think they actually released uh, an album maybe like two or three years ago. Soon, yeah, there's, there's something coming out from them soon, I think. I've seen it on, on Instagram or something. Yeah, they're really good. If you're a fan oh, of like, the Ramones. There's a reissue or something coming. Yeah, if you're a fan of the Ramones and that flavor of music, almost like punky Oh, not I wouldn't say surf music is a good example because it's not surf music at all. It's not it's that like style. Horror punk music. It's, like, it's, it's almost really like horror way. punk. Yeah, I'll be honest because some horror punk could be a little corny, so it's not corny. Nah, this that. isn't corny. It's good. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Are, and I actually like. There's actually a female uh, vocalist on some songs, and she's really. I, I think it's a female vocalist, right? Um, in some of the tracks on this album, the album as a whole would work. For any Halloween situation, like the Definitely. entire album, like I said, the cover alone is screams the holiday when you just look at it. But yeah, Definitely. that's Parallel by the Hex Dispenser. The good picks. Um, now this, so I just have to, I have to preface this, this scenario that I'm about to tell you continues with other songs that I chose. So (laughs) keep in mind, this is a scenario that you might want to pay attention to while I do describe other songs down the line. So here we go. So this is from a band called Spectres. I believe they're from Canada. Uh, the song is called Strange Weather, and it's off the album Utopia, which came out in 2016. It got a remastered reissue, I think, in 2018. Um, okay. I didn't know that. I, I forgot about this. It's funny. This year, I forgot about this, and I was like, oh, that song's a fucking banger. And then I, I think I might have said it to you one day, or I said it to someone. It might have been Sheila. I was okay. like, I got to put this on my... This is probably going to be on the Haunted Hangover playlist when, I, when we make it, so... I always had the song in mind once I remembered it. So here we go. Finally, it's Halloween. You're priming your Halloween with Repo Man on tape. You hear on the radio, tonight's going to be a gloomy evening. And there were rumors at school that Jerry, or better known as King Jerry, is going to be out in his car with his rotten friends looking to egg and mess with the younger kids. You've got your bike your pillowcase for candy, and something to protect yourself if Jerry comes your way. Remember, it's Halloween evening, and this is your night. Nothing can stop you, not even King Jerry. So... (laughs) Yo, King Jerry. I love that name. Yo, my my boy King Jerry. (laughs) Like, I, when I hear this song, I just picture a fucking kid sitting in his room like completely immersed in all the things that he's into, whether it be movies, whether it be music, whether it be comic books, reading a magazine, just nerding and geeking out over the shit he loves. Like that's exactly what this reminds me of. And I just took that and just kind of made it, put it into a Halloween scenario. Now remember this scenario continues. So remember King Jerry. (laughs) Uh, I want to say one thing. Uh, two things, King Jerry once again, phenomenal name, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I might have to, I might have to take that for a future script. <laughs> okay, King Jerry. Um, second thing uh, is that dude. This band sounds plucked 
from the 80s. Oh, yeah. The production. No, because, dude, some post-punk, like, newer bands that we both like, some of their stuff gets a little overproduced. These dudes, I don't know what it is they do, but that entire album is phenomenal, number one. Number two, it sounds like it was pulled from, like, 1982 or 1984. Yeah, it, it, like, sounds, it sounds legit, like, legitimately like, yeah. like, a vintage, like an older band, for sure. Like, if you play an old post-punk band and then you play them... Like you play one of their songs, it, it's all you'd be like, oh, this is from the same year. You can right. easily trick you, someone. You'd be like, when I never heard this album. Who put yeah. the you know, like when did this band yeah, exactly. I get and that. To, and to me, to kind of piggyback off of your previous pick, just the whole post punk thing about it always fitting on Halloween. Post punk is just, you know, the best post punk bands sound lo fi, sound they, there's a certain sound that they have. And that's kind of what I love about the music, especially the newer, the newer bands that are kind of the revival, I guess, of that type, that type yeah. of music. The revival is a bad word to use because I feel like a lot of these bands that are this type of music, a lot of them don't own that they are that type of music. They try to play it off that they're not a post-punk band. But like, come on, bro. Like, you're, like you know, yeah. there's like four or five bands I, I, I listen to and I don't think any of them complain. Like, they complain, but they, and not any of them uh admit that they're uh, a post-punk band it's so interesting but it's an interesting ti- interesting times we like drab majesty you think they consider themselves post-punk i don't know so. i i no. I, don't, I don't think i they're like this weird combination of like goth and synth pop and post-punk and it's weird yeah. avant-garde it's like it, it's a definitely an interesting it's definitely an interesting mix for sure and that's what, and it's, it's it's just specters, not the specter, right? It's not. It's as the, far as I know, it's just specters. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I like about them. I actually, after I, I listened, because when you, we were putting this list together, I went back and listened to the album again. It had been a while, and I went on their Instagram page. I like never, I rarely ever do that. And like these dudes own it. They're like post punk band. Like I was like, all right, yeah. they fucking own what they are, and that's that's. I can appreciate that, especially Absolutely. when it comes to that genre of music, which yeah. I obviously love and you love as well. So my next track, now I'm going into original score territory. I like to pick one. I always like to pick one piece of music from a a movie. And in this case, it's from a TV show. Yeah, it's from a, this is from a TV show. I didn't do that this year. Yeah, you you sometimes pick too. Yeah, I didn't do that this year. I feel like one of us needed to. And it's just, it's always needed, I guess, on the mixtape, on the playlist to kind of just... Just add that component, I guess, of horror or, you know, Absolutely. just to have that in it. Now, this 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 third pick is Michael Rubini. He's a composer mm-hmm. of The Hitchhiker, which was a TV show. Now, right. this is not from the, the hit, not the hitcher, not the, the hitcher with, with right. Rugger Howard. No, not exactly. that. Not that movie. The Hitchhiker which was an anthology television show, uh, I believe from 1983, and this is the original score. Was it on HBO? It was on HBO and USA. Now, the later seasons, I believe, were on USA. Now, I'm going to say this right here at the top, because I'm not going to get too into this show, because I think The Hitchhiker is one of the most underrated anthology television shows. No one, very rarely do I ever hear anyone talk about it. I never yeah. hear anyone talk about the. It doesn't hitchhiker. get a lot of mention. It's yeah. it's it's sleazy. It's kind of got a Cinemax After Dark kind of late night feel, which Definitely. is great. Very kind of dreary and dream slash nightmare like. It's not exactly horror, but it's also not like it's 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 somewhere. The thing I can compare it to is almost like Room One Hundred Four. It's just this weird kind of thriller it can go yeah. any direction very very interesting interesting show i could tell you right now we're definitely going to cover it on an episode of anthology obscura in the future i already know what episode i'm picking that we're gonna we're gonna talk about but what i love about this this track and this is the main theme of the show it's just a great 
piece of music. It's short. It's about, I think, around two minutes long. And I always feel like every anthology TV show needs a memorable opening piece of music. You know, when you think of Tales from the Crypt, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Goosebumps, Tales from the Dark Side. All these shows, what do we remember about them the most? The opening piece of music and that And I think this... This opening piece of music is actually better than all of those. It's really, it's, it's, dude, no one ever talks about it. So I like yeah. to just, sh- like, just shine some light. You know, the piece of music, it's, it's, again, very synthy. It's got an eerie, mysterious quality to it, vibe. And when you look at the opening title sequence of this, of this show, it's basically a dude hitchhiking on the side of the road in like the desert it's like arizona or something like that and he's wearing like jeans denim just kind of looking for a ride Mm -hmm. nothing about it screams halloween but the music isolated on its own oh yeah it could be anything it's it's perfect it's perfect it's a person perfect piece of music and i and i think i might agree with you it's it might be i'd have to sit back and listen to all of them and really kind of pick one it might be one of my favorite anthology TV show scores, like or pieces of music or intro music, I guess. It's, it it's definitely is. good. I forgot about it, and then I saw you put it. I was like, "Oh shit!" Shit is. I, I completely fucking... forgot about it. <laughs> the shit yeah. is tough, man. It's good. It's, it's absolutely. The shit is good, man. It's, it's a good track, and if you've never seen this show, I highly recommend you know finding it and, and giving it a watch. You know, kind of binge a couple of episodes. I'm, I have a feeling it's really easy to find if you do a quick Google search. Great show, great intro music. I love it so much. Definitely. I completely agree. My third pick is by Mitch Murder, and the song is called La Morte Della Speranza off Selection 3, which came out in 2015. Now, I believe these were songs, these are like one-off songs that Mitch Murder was just like yeah. just releasing, and he was releasing like these collections of he one-offs. He does that a lot. Which is cool, yeah. yeah. He's got a bunch. He's got a huge discography. Yeah. So let me paint this picture here for y'all. Cindy McCabe, your crush, You've been staring at her the last 15 minutes before the bell rings. Halloween is finally here, and all you can think about is that daydream you just painstakingly had. You're winding down from a late Halloween night. The air is brisk, and the ground is wet. There is no one out anymore except you and the Halloween spirit. You pass Cindy's house, and you catch a glimpse of her in her window. She sees you and stops. She looks out and says, wait right there. She comes down in a cape with a candle. She asks you to grab the jack-o'-lantern that's next to her walkway. She takes your hand, and you go sit under the slumping tree. She places the candle in the jack-o'-lantern. She looks at you so admirably and asks, how come you never spoke to me? You can't answer because you are in disbelief. You're in the scenario you've always dreamed of. You two lay on the grass under the willow tree, looking at its slumping arms, and you wish for this night to never end. The bell rings. Did this happen? Was this a premonition? I guess you'll find out tonight, won't you? All right. Okay. I like that little scenario. <laughs> Yo, when I hear this song, listen, 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 listen. When I hear this song, this to me is like creme de la creme of compositions here. Like this is yeah. just very, it's very like European sounding. I even I know what I just described is very, you know, very <laughs> it's as far suburban. From as it right. Gets, yeah. But this is like so European sounding. And like I could just picture everything like that I just described, like could yeah. happen. It could also happen in like fucking Italy or something, you know, on like sure. a fucking yacht. But, I, you know, this is another song where I heard it. I was like, I got to put this on the mixtape. So like I kind of pre plan these songs. Like when I hear them, I'm like, Mental note, this is a good song to put on the this year's mixtape. So that's just kind of the, you know, little fun, little cute scenario I threw together for this song. It is a it is a very dreamlike track. Um, yeah. I, I, but I, that's what I like about Mitch Murder. And, and, and usually I, I pick like a synth, I guess, artist is what you would call him. 
Um, he kind of falls into that realm. And he, Mitch Murder, is probably top tier. You know, I've I've ragged on, we've ragged on Synthwave on the show before. Oh, you uh, know, this is, this is, yeah. is top. Yeah, and listen, there was survive. Like he's top. Listen, <laughs> and this is not even. This is like someone that's been there since kind of the beginning, the beginning of this stuff. All for sure. Dude, so you know, yeah. If you go on his Spotify profile, the dude's got so many. It's like yeah. almost amazing how much music this guy's produced. It's wild. I get that it's not hard music. It's hard, but to create that much. You know what I mean? Even though it's electronic yeah. music, it's it's wild that he he has such a large discography of singles and albums. He's got like five albums and then like six collections. It's it's fucking bananas. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. listen, I just want to say something about like synthwave or whatever you want to call it as a whole. The beginning of that of the genre, it wasn't like. I mean, for me, it kind of stems back to this. There was a collective called the Valerie Collective, and I think it was a lot of French artists that were yes. doing this. And it it had this European vibe to it, and it had, and obviously because they're French, I mean, it just had a different vibe where it wasn't exactly '80s. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of synthwave stuff is no. drift in '80s. It's like, like it's just fucking neon and shit. Yeah. Right. This wasn't that it wasn't there yet you know what i mean like it didn't get to that part yet it was more so like it was kind of like these movie scores that were avant-garde a little poppy it is a very different it was a very different feel yeah and yeah and yeah and it it's just all those artists that were like in that era of like the 2010s like mm-hmm. 2009 era of synthwave or whatever you want to call it it i don't even know if they're even doing music anymore no because very few of them are the one the, the ones that are doing it now that are still making music have have gone away from that right <laughs> that like john carpenter ripoff sound that a lot of them i guess is what they got lumped into even though a lot of them weren't doing that because to me what survive is doing and what john carpenter has done is very different yeah i get it it's in that realm but it's it doesn't sound like survive doesn't sound or even mitch murder does not sound like john carpenter even though that's what everyone kind of he's like the the god of synth music because of you know he's been in the game so long making that type of music but i think a lot of them like a lot of them speaking of survive survive hasn't released an album in like five six years it's a bummer. Yeah, they I, I, I'm dying for them to release a new album. Oh, it's probably because but... they're probably tied up with all the Stranger Things shit. Yeah. They're probably fucking... Yeah. You know? And, and I, listen... Yeah, and like Perturbator, I'm a big fan of. And like last year, his album was great. I picked a song on the Hollywood yep. mixtape, and it's, yeah. it was excellent. But he, his shit fell into... He started to change it into like post-punky, almost black metal influence type yeah, music. Yeah, it, it went a different route, which so, I yeah, respect. Listen, I respect I'm not shitting on... I'm not going to shit on Synthway. There's some really cool artists You're a composer. You make music, so. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, and and honestly, I've always, like, I'll use, like, the hashtag if I'm, like, promoting my own stuff. Like, I I don't even think my music is Synthwave. It's definitely its own thing. And, and, you know, that's just, it it all depends on how you, whatever route you want to go. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's yeah, just me too. Like any project I make, you ninety percent of the time you you compose the music. Ninety nine percent. I think mm-hmm. every project that has my name on it, I, I always get you. A lot write. of them, yeah. All almost all of them at this point now. It's all been you scoring them, and I love you know that that style of music. And even still, when you do it, it's 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 different. It's not saxophones and shit. No, no. I, I, Fun fact: Louis hates that saxophone shit and that type. Of, I, I don't. I'm being honest. We're going off funny. on a tan- we're going off on a tangent here, dude. I don't know if I've said this on the show before. I might have. I don't know. But that's like my le- like the neon '80s like vaporwave like art like with a car and like a tropical highway behind it and like sax on the music. Worst type of to me. That's the worst synth wave in the world. And that's just my opinion. That's I can't, funny. I can't listen to it. I tend to lean more towards like the darker stuff. 
You know, no, like I said, there's a small Whatever you group. like, what you like. And this conversation always pops up because we always tend to, one of us picks a synth song. And I can tell you right now, it's definitely dying slowly that, that, that I feel like it's become, and I think I said this last year, it's becoming the it's, new metal of, of, a, it's not <laughs> dying. It's just oversaturated. But yeah, again, yeah. I mean, what isn't oversaturated? Of course. Like for instance, look at hardcore punk music today. Like yeah. now granted, there's a ton of fucking really good bands that just keep coming out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's almost to the point where it's overwhelming because it's like, okay, it's a new week. Everybody was gushing about this this band's demo. Now there's another band that's out that's got too much. You know, yeah. It it is too much. It's too much to keep up with. It's it's just every week there's a new band. Like every week there's a new band that you're supposed to know or same with synthwave artist. (laughs) It's crazy. But that's what I'm saying though. It's becoming that with everything. Yeah, it's crazy. Because anyone, it's, you know, it's anyone can start a band and make music. It's just the way of the game. And again, this isn't like some hate towards this genre. No, not at all. It's just, this is just yeah, fucking what it is. Obviously, we like it because I've picked it in the past. You've yeah. picked, you picked the song this year. Um, and this is a great one. Again, Mitch Murder is 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 up there. He's top tier with yeah, that Listen that to Mitch genre. Murder. Listen to Mitch Murder uh, and listen to this track. It's not like most other synthwave music, yeah. I'd say. So my fourth pick is the Grave Pleasures song, Haunted Afterlife. Yeah, I forgot about these guys. Uh, They're fucking great. Um, This is from their 2017 album, Mother Blood. So this album came out a few years ago. Not not that long ago, but... I remember when it came out. Yeah, a, a few years ago. I think this is their last album. They haven't recorded an album I, since. So I think if I'm not, I could be very wrong about this. And I'm going to have to double check this while I do this. But there was a band called Beast Milk. And Beast Milk was like this very interesting mix of like post-punk and goth rock shit. Mm. And I think Beast Milk is birthed from, uh, Great Pleasure is, is birthed from oh, Beast okay. Milk. Um, you've definitely seen the Beast Milk cover. Probably. I'll send it to you later on. Yeah. Beast Milk. So what I believe, I, I yeah. So the the guys from Beast Milk, they started Great Pleasures. I just looked it up. Oh, That's what it okay. is. All right. So so yeah, Haunted Afterlife. The best way I could describe this, same vein almost as the Hex Dispensers, but instead of leaning more towards the Ramones, they're leaning more towards the Misfits. And post punk, I, I, I would even me, say it's definitely. I would say it's gothier too. It's it is a lot gothier. gothier than Hex. Hex Dispensers was a little. They're a little more punk influence, and this is way more kind of gothier. Yo, yo, misfits. I hate goth rock, but I'm just gonna say it. It's definitely goth it's rock. Go, it's like goth rock, but not as <laughs> not as cheesy as goth rock. No, I'm just saying it's. That's what I would. That's what I would lump it into. But it's not cheesy. This this song is a hundred percent unintentionally a Halloween song. It, and I say that because of again the subject matter of the song and some of the lyrics. Uh, they use and I even think this group Grave Pleasures falls more into that horror punk uh, scene more so than Hex Dispensers to go kind of back to that previous that what we what we just said um, and the reason why I say this song is unintentionally like a Halloween song because it's about becoming a ghost after death and haunting people and basically, like the it's the the rhythm guitar, uh, it's really dark, and it's very kind of droney and almost a a like Halloween, but not Halloween, the Misfits Halloween, the first Halloween two, you know what I mean? Right. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. It's got that. It's hard for me to articulate it, but it's 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 in that. It kind of fits the same way they play that Halloween two version of the Misfits song. It's kind of in that realm. Um, and they're talking about, and I love that it's about dying, becoming a ghost, 
and that's the afterlife. It's haunted afterlife. Like that's the name of this fucking track. Yeah. So and, and when you listen to the to the lyrics, it's all it is 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 the dude is saying you know about there not being a heaven, no torment, you know hell, no reincarnation, no unearth no unearthly paradise. Literally about there not being any of that in the afterlife. All it is is that you become a ghost and haunt people. And I think that's fucking yeah. great. Like, I love that. I, it, it almost reminds me of, a, a, of that movie Ghost Story. I don't know if you've seen that. A ghost story You know what's funny? Is it a ghost Mike story? Mike Asap. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mike Asap and I went to this pop-up. Oh, so Manhattan. did I. I went with Chris to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't see the movie, though. That's the funny part. I did. It was pretty good. Just like... <laughs> yeah. That's a way depressing... It was cool. That's a way depressing movie. Uh, this is way more upbeat and, well, and a wait, little wait. happier. Mm-hmm. Let's describe this pop up to people because it's oh, okay. it was definitely a cool experience. You basically go and it's super minimal. People don't even really talk to you when you're there. Like they're like the people, the staff that are there are yeah. not very talkative. And you basically try on a ghost sheet. Yeah. And like you just walk, like you look at yourself in a mirror. And they take and a like, picture. They take yeah. a picture of you. <laughs> and like you could buy the ghost sheet if you yes. want, I think. I, I, they, yeah. they gave Chris and I it for free because it was the last That's day. amazing. Yeah, so I have the ghost sheet. I actually have pictures That's of cool. it. That's cool. That I'll is put, really cool. I'll put That's up some cool pictures in the uh I'll put yeah. it up in the uh the uh Halloween uh, I'll put it up in the video version. What am I saying? Halloween. The video version. I like stuff like that, episode. though. I like when people do shit like that to For promote sure. whatever project they have. Because it was film. definitely interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. And that kind of situation, that dressing up as a ghost and kind of being a ghost is what this song, Haunted Afterlife, yeah. reminds me of. It's like not going to an af- no, not going to hell, not going to heaven, not going to purgatory. Just living on earth as a ghost and haunting people and just living the rest of your life as a spirit. <laughs> and that's yeah. what kind of that movie is. That's an alleg- that movie's an allegory for something else, but and I don't want to get into it, but that's what this song I guess that a ghost story and that pop-up we just described is a good visual represent like representation of what I picture listening to this song. Yeah, that makes sense. Like that's two good. people in these kind of off-white ivory sheets with just two holes and that's yep. kind of what being a ghost is but no one else can see you you know what i mean right. like yeah, yeah that's kind of what it reminds me of and that situation and this song and when our listeners you guys check this track out you'll hear what i'm talking about like when you really listen to the lyrics and just haunt it even the title track haunted afterlife sounds like a fucking halloween song and i never hear this I never hear does. this song. I never hear this song at any Halloween playlist from other people or the ones that like Spotify Dude, curates and puts together. I never I forgot hear this about song. this band. So I'm, I'm happy oh, to remember. They're great. They're great. And the cover is cool too. It's got like a deity or something on it. A woman yeah. dressed up as like that. Mm-hmm. Fly, I don't know anything about that stuff. Um, but it's got like, it's like a woman that's blue and she has four arms. It's like some weird kind of. Yes. Model I don't know the term of it too. Neither do I. Yeah. That's not my uh, area of expertise. But it's it's a cool cover, cool album, cool band. Uh, hopefully they release more shit soon. And a lot of their music. I don't think so, dude. I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah. If you're telling me there's another band, then I guess I guess Grave Pleasures broke up. No. Oh. Beast Milk was before Great Pleasures. Oh, okay. Great Pleasures hasn't put anything out since that, I think. Yeah. So. Whatever. They put out a great album. They put out this is a great single, a great track, and it's a great addition to any Halloween playlist. So we're switching up gears here a little bit. And my fourth track is by my man, Future. And the song is <laughs> called The Song is called Shit. And it's off his album Honest Wait, Dave, from 2014. I hate, to, I, I hate to interrupt. Shit with an upside with an exclamation, down exclamation, no, exclamation point. For point. The you need to you need to yeah. point that out. That's my, my favorite bad. point. That's my favorite part of the title of this track. Yo, that instead okay. of an I, it's an exclamation point upside down. <laughs> well, an I upside right. down, an exclamation Listen, point. 
I need to say this right now. This came again. This came out. This is off his album Honest. It came out in 2014. I don't have a scenario for this song. I'm just gonna describe this song. <laughs> it's a hard song to so, put a scenario. To. This song is fucking tough. It like, is tough. That's great. When I heard this song, I was like, like one of these faces, like a stink face, like. Ooh, yeah. Like, I know what you mean. Ugh. That shit is tough. So, it is tough. In my honest opinion, this is one of the toughest beats I've ever heard. It sounds like Future called John Carpenter and asked him to compose a trap beat for him. That's literally what it sounds like. And <laughs> the song has been a staple. And again, like the Underpass song, many playlists that I've made, you know, since hearing it. The video for this song, because there's a video for yeah. it, super cinematic, super atmospheric, is literally Future driving around in a hearse. Yeah, <laughs> which screams, and, which is this, right, that's Halloween exactly. right there, dude. One hundred percent, and it's perfect for lurker lurking around at night. Honestly, I mean, especially <laughs> on a Halloween evening. I was watch, I watched the video after I, you know, I was like, yeah. I want to watch this video again. This is one of the one of the comments from the video. Back in the day, if this played in the club, it was a guaranteed fight outside. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, dude, the lyrics to this song is basically him putting other people down and like yeah, having it's... money. Dude, it's ignorant shit, but it's fucking great. It's fucking great. The video it's, is good. It, I, I highly, re I highly recommend watching the video to the song. Yeah. And dude, Future's become a big deal since since this like with drake he's one of the biggest artists in the world yeah like him he collaborates with drake a lot now so i think most people Dude, know i'm him a big from future that. fan so oh, I, I like future too huge into yeah yeah and so. uh <laughs> and, and and i yo dude this is probably out of all of our picks the oddest and most i guess kind of like strange in a way like people are probably gonna like our listeners are gonna hear this and they're gonna be like really dave this is what you went with but i will i will say i agree with you saying it sounds like john carpenter this sounds like honestly the score to halloween 3 the beat <laughs> sounds like it belongs on the yeah. halloween 3 soundtrack so it, at least if you want take that like take that away from this song that the beat itself if it was similar to the uh Roz Dilliam song if that beat was isolated you could totally see it being plucked out of like the Halloween 3 season of the witch soundtrack that's what it, yeah. that's what it almost sounds like I agree. You know? and yeah dude it's tough man it's either a, either a fight or a fucking shootout there's even a, there's even yeah. a, a lyric where i think he <laughs> talks about there's a shootout in the shooters or some shit like that he says so is is that it's a listen i'm gonna say this right now this song is tough and it's some hood shit i'm not even gonna lie to you <laughs> gotta, <laughs> gotta be honest with you dude like it is it is but it's 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 a it's a good change of pace for the Halloween mixtape. So my fifth and final pick is the Gaslight Anthem song. Halloween very to the point with the title there I didn't even uh I didn't even try to uh, change it up here be a little more uh, artsy fartsy the name of this song is Halloween um and it's from their 2014 album Get Hurt I'm gonna say this right now before I get into what I like about this song because this song is a scenario into itself to me emo alert Hi, emo. <laughs> this is going to be emo breakup territory right now. So okay. this is my interpretation of the song. And I, I'm a big, I'm a big, I really like the Gaslight Anthem. I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of them. I'm a big fan of this song. And I'm a really big fan of their album, The 59 Sound. That's a great that song. From I know beginning people to that end. like them a lot. They're OK. Yeah. I don't love them, but I don't dislike them either. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're like one of my favorite fucking bands ever, but the 59 Sound, that album, one of the fucking best album in this genre of music, which is almost like rock. It's I like would... it's like folk rock punk. Yeah. Like that's like the it, best guess... way to describe it. 
<laughs> it's kind of it's some of these bands are really hard to uh kind of pinpoint what their sound is if, if you if you hear a struggling with with some of them um but yeah i i think that one album the 59 sound is great and i think this song is phenomenal for obvious reasons now my interpretation of this song when i listen to it what i love about this track is it uses halloween or a halloween party again very very much an allegory for a bad breakup and you seeing that person you loved in the same room but them not recognizing like either them not recognizing or you not recognizing the person that they've become and when you read the lyrics and there's a lot of use of 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 kind of spooky i guess words you you'd associate with halloween in the actual song when you listen to the listen to the lyrics and what i picture is a dude holding a beer at like his friend let's say there's a mutual friend right or or something like that at a halloween party in an apartment let's say right or a house Mm -hmm. and you're in the room and you're young i i picture this as from the perspective of maybe like a 17 year old or 16 year old so you don't you don't know shit about life yet you're still figuring out relationships and all this bullshit like all the shit that comes. You don't know shit it. about shit even when you're in your fucking twenties. Yeah. So it's yeah, there you go. totally agree. <laughs> there you go. Um, but you're in a room, you're drinking a beer, let's say whatever, and you see your ex there dressed up as whatever a fucking cat, the most generic Halloween costume you can come up with, and you don't really know how to approach the situation. You're drinking heavily. You're kind of fucked up because it, the song kind of insinu- insinuates to that. And there's just certain lyrics to this song I really like. Like, this is a lyric right here. I didn't Me, read them, so I'm, please. No, it's all right. So th- I have a few written down that kind of fit with Halloween and, and why I think it's titled that. So here, here's some. Me, I'm a tomb, a ghost in a suit. Kind of, you know, I guess sh- saying that he's just this body in a Halloween costume. I make my way like a ghost through the room. I guess like, you know, you're feeling so emo and depressed that you feel like no one's really there for you. No one can see you. Uh, I must confess, I didn't recognize you tonight dressed up like my love. So it's almost like he saw the, the person. It, again, it could be boy or girl. I don't know. You know, he saw them. But he's using Halloween almost like you're dressed up like my love and I didn't recognize you. You're I know I'm getting right. deep here. Like you're you're dressed up like this person, but you're not them. Kind of saying, like, you know, that's my ex, or that's the person I was in love with, but they no longer love me. And, you know, I don't recognize who they've become. Yeah. You I know what that. I mean? Yeah. And and the last lyric of the song is are you dressed just like my love for Halloween? So you see what I'm trying to say? It's almost yeah. like using Halloween and describing this person not being themselves. It's almost like a Halloween costume and you Definitely. being at a party and walking through it. And I'll be honest, it's a very somber song. It's kind of fucking depressing. Like me it's... even saying it back now, I'm like, yo, this is some deep shit. Like this is sad. And Halloween's usually a a happy holiday for us, obviously. And, and I thought it'd be nice to just kind of add a, a sad song, you know, something that, that is not a great Halloween. You know, imagine you're in that situation. Someone you were, someone you were in love with is at this Halloween party. And, you're, you know, in your mind, you're using that Halloween party as, as like them not being themselves. And what happened to that person I was with? And what they've become. Look what I've become. Why you're dressed as like Fred Flintstone or some shit. And they're dressed up as a cat. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it, it's a funny situation. And I, that's why I say I picture this as like from the perspective of a young person. You know? And just kind of how they yeah. approach a breakup on Halloween. And, and I love it. It's honestly, you know. And, and I think my description of this song and what the song is about is what makes it a Halloween song. And, and you have to kind of read the lyrics. I won't say the song doesn't... The song doesn't sound like a Halloween song. There's nothing spooky about it. No. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the lyrics. It's the meaning yeah. behind the song. When you really read it... And there's more lyrics that mention kind of spooky shit and things like that. 
kind of using that to describe this character's situation dealing with a loved one or someone that they loved or were in love with leaving them on Halloween and how that's a costume of what they used to be. Or you know what I mean? It's it's Definitely. fucking sad, dude. And I bet you didn't even know that. You were probably like, why didn't Louis pick this song? And uh, that's I mean, why. Yeah, I you know, it's funny. I didn't it was not the easiest pl- uh, song to place in here, like when I was yeah. like sequencing the playlist, because I I take that stuff seriously. I listen, I'm gonna toot my own horn here. I think I'm pretty good at mixing all kinds of shit into a playlist yeah. that makes things that make sense. Yeah. And if I would have, you know, like if maybe if I would have just kind of maybe moved a little more around, I could have put this in somewhere else. But I felt that I had to put this as the last song on the playlist because I yeah. felt that's what made mo- most sense. It's but, like, again, it's it's somber as hell. So it's the right. perfect ending to a playlist. You know what I mean? Um, I originally was going to have. So the song that I'm about to describe was originally going to be always was going to be the, the closer to our playlist but i was like you know what if i sequence the song before that i want to put into the song that i'm going to talk about now then i could put louis song last so that's what i did yeah and um, and, and it's it's such a like when you really sit down and i recommend anyone that listens to this playlist sit down and listen to it in the order it's in oh it's don't it's shuffle done shit. for a reason yeah. yes do not listen yeah, to it on shuffle every shuffle. single pl- Every single playlist that we make for the show is sequenced in order to listen to from start to finish. Yeah, and this is the perfect closer. This is the perfect song to end it just because of what it's about and its meaning. Yeah. When it comes to, you know, it being associated to Halloween and to the holiday. And again, sit down and really listen to the lyrics, especially to this song, because I feel like if you listen to it, and I'd love to hear someone else's perspective on this song. If they listen to it, I'd love feedback. DM us, comment on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. And and I'd love feedback because that's what I take this song as. I take it as a, a bad breakup on Halloween and comparing the person of who they became to a costume. And how yeah, they look I like, like I think love, that's a good I think that's a good know, comparison. Yeah. They look like your love, but they're not anymore. They just look right. like them. They're someone else's yeah. love, or you know. So yeah. Sad, sad song to end on on my on my side here, but a good one and a good way a good way to end the mixtape. And my fifth pick is from one of my favorite albums that came out this year. The band is called The Surfs. The song's called Orator, and it's off the album Primal Matter. And again, one of my favorites of the year. This album's real good. Um, somewhere in the Midwest, there's a bunch of punk kids who decided to spend their Halloween in an abandoned house out in the fields. They put a jack-o'-lantern on the dilapidated front steps to respect All Hallows Eve. Between graffiti and a boombox playing all the finest music they can fit on a tape, finally, this song comes on, The Orator. They all grab a partner and start slow dancing. Sparsely lit candles flash symbols and writings on the walls. Reckless youth, pentagrams, <laughs> nuclear assault, that kind of thing. This is the end of this group's Halloween night. As soon as the tape hiss stops, they smash the candles, they grab the jack-o'-lanterns, and they head into the woods. That's all what. Right. So again, this was originally supposed to be the ending of our playlist. But because I didn't have enough time to maybe sit down and pluck place more, you know, see where I can fit that song in. I found a way to make it all work. So that's why I put that the the Gaslight Anthem song last. But this song right here to me is is the ending of a Halloween, like 100 percent. Like for sure. (laughs) I can hear it. They're kind of like both songs, like this one and the Gaslight Anthem Halloween song could kind of work as the end of the night. Very yeah. kind of they bring a, they bring that Halloween um, like there's an emotion that 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 comes out of them if you really sit and listen to them. I feel so you know you I mean can bounce kind of back and forth between them it, in a way. And this song has got like like the whole album itself kind of has like this lo-fi production yes, to it. It's really good. And, um, 
yeah, this is one of my favorite albums of the year. Their album that came out, I think it came out during the pandemic, uh, yeah. 2019 or 2020. That's super good. I forgot what that's I called. Heard it I think it's you. called you, Surfdom. You, yeah, you sent it yeah. to me, and that's how I heard it for the first time. So good shit. Yeah, man. they're, they're good fucking good. Listen to yeah. the surfs. The surfs are awesome. so that was our 2022 halloween mixtape now dave and i have four bonus tracks we're going to be talking about over on the patreon page so definitely join to go hear us kind of gush about what those four tracks are obviously you'll know what they are when you listen to the playlist but you won't know why we chose them. So become a Patreon and find out why we picked those songs. And, and I do have to say one thing. If you want to know what happened to our friend and his friends, with <laughs> King Jerry, you have to listen to the stuff on the Patreon because this is where this carries over now. So, yo, my boy, King Jerry, man. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and with that being said, be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover. Again, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Haunted Hangover 31. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. Catch you guys later. <laughs>